Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside, as he usually is, tracking a lot when it comes to college hoops in this uh, early morning period. We got a couple of games tipping off in this hour, one of which, actually, I believe two of which Danny is in. No, 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 no. It's a different, uh, sorry. I got confused. You're in Auburn early, later today. Saw Alabama. SEC teams got confused there. Really quick update. We are at the break for UConn and Creighton. And uh, UConn, at the end of that second half, Danny did start to kind of pull away here a little bit. And some first half drama. Tristan Newton with a three-point shot with about 12 seconds left to go puts the first half total right on the number. Close 66, and uh, pretty much 66 everywhere. Uh, a couple of 65 and a halfs out there, so it was a very big three-point shot for those who bet the over in the first half at 65 and a half. So 66 total points in the first half, right on that first half total, and UConn ends up covering the number with a 37-29 lead in this game. So after a little bit of a back-and-forth start, my Huskies, Danny. That's right, my Huskies. They are starting to kind of uh, control this a little bit more. Yeah, and, and look, that's exactly what you needed going into the second half. And, you know, I'm kind of kicking myself because I talked about my strategy looking for UConn at a better price. And, you know, you were talking about it at the beginning stages. They weren't looking that great. You thought Creighton was going to pull away, but UConn kept holding on. And they were trailing by a couple points. And, well, now they got a fairly confident lead going into the second half. So your Huskies doing everything right. Hopefully they can finish off for you and you can uh, start your day with a winner. Now, you do have something that is set to tip off right now. Um, you are going to be on Duke and Boston College. For our audience who's just joining us, uh, reset them on what you have here and why do you play this matchup between these two ACC uh, schools. Yeah, so Boston College, you know, at home they've been a completely different team, it seems like. They've won their past three home games. And throughout those three games, they've held their past three opponents to just 61 points in those contests. Now, conversely, Duke has been a team that on the road has really struggled. Uh, an ACC play on the road, they've only shot 13 of 42 from three-point range and defensively allowing opponents to score in the 80s and shoot 48%. So it's really been a tough transitional year coaching-wise player-wise for Duke. And anytime you play Duke at home in a big underdog role, it's going to be a huge get-up game for a team like Boston College. So you slightly saw the market trend in favor of Boston College. I think this thing opened at 10. I snagged eight in the hook, catching it with Boston College, hoping they could keep this thing close against Duke. 
Some other score updates uh, before we get to some of these games. It'll tip off just to give you uh, the closing numbers. Uh, we'll go back to the Big East, uh, but we will go to Providence. Uh, Providence in a, a pretty big matchup here against St. John's. Providence, of course, working on their ninth consecutive victory. Friars have been playing really good basketball, but trailing at the break only by a point. 40-39 to 39 is the score between these two right now. We are at halftime of this matchup over in the Big East. So in-game number here, Providence a three-and-a-half point favorite for the contest, total of 161. Again, Providence going for their ninth consecutive win. So the Friars playing some really, really good basketball at this point right now, trying to maintain that against their conference opponent. And in the SEC, Vanderbilt in Missouri, this actually had a really high total. Uh, Missouri offensively this year has been absolutely fantastic. By Ken Palm's offensive ratings, I believe they came into this game third in the country in offensive efficiency. Pace up there as well. 34 all at the break uh, for the game in terms of what it closed pre-flop here to set the scene. Missouri was actually an 8 or an 8.5 point favorite. MGM closed them as an 8.5 point favorite. The total actually got bet down. 151.5 was the opening number overnight. Got bet down to about 147.5. In-game total right now, 146.5. So this game is trending under, way under from the uh, overnight line and trending ever so slightly under on the closing number here. Uh, but Missouri, again, worth pointing out, to this start here and the way that they have been playing a very good start to the season under Dennis Gates, who of course uh, comes over in his first year from Cleveland State bringing this offense over. So again, really fun matchup here. So far though, Vanderbilt at least dictating the tempo. Vanderbilt came into this game 277th in the country in average possession length, 264th in average tempo. So the slower team dictating the pace. Should also know hey, JVT, hey, go ahead. Really quick, I was just going to, in that game, a stat that's kind of interesting, Vanderbilt has 25 total rebounds, Mizzou has just 11. I mean, eight offensive for Vandy and then one offensively for Mizzou, so huge discrepancy in terms of the boards in favor of Vanderbilt. And I wouldn't I wouldn't say rebounding is random, uh, but, you know, depending on where they careen off the ang you know, angles, all that kind of stuff, that would be something that you would think regresses to the mean a little bit there for Missouri, right? It's pretty unlucky to get destroyed on the glass like that. And it's not like Missouri is the best rebounding team in the country, but they're also not the smallest team in the country. They do have some small dudes on this squad. But, uh, you know, guys like Kobe Brown, he's actually a better offensive rebounder than a defensive rebounder. But uh, you would think that they're going to be able to work the glass a little bit more. So we'll see if that's going to be the case. Also wanted to mention, Dana, really quickly, uh, was that I think I'm going to lose this game, uh, this total at least. North Carolina and Notre Dame, there was a little bit of a scoring spurt but right now, the in-game total, it's off the board. It was trending under. I think last look, it was like 140 and a half. I bet this thing over 144 and a half. So Notre Dame not doing its part, and the game is kind of slowed down. Although we're at a scoring burst, and the pregame total, actually, excuse me, the in-game total, just popped back up at 147 and a half. I will echo the wise words, Danny, of Matt Humans. There is nothing worse <laughs> than hope, so I have given up on this game. I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with the in-game total. I think you're on a decent track here. And kind of like what I was saying earlier, look, if North Carolina can pull away and, you know, Notre Dame's getting points here or there to help contribute, but if it's a sizable enough lead, you know, they're going to take their foot off the pedal defensively, and that's when you can get some of those garbage time points from the Fighting Irish to push you over. But, hey, you got seven and a half minutes left. You're on pace. I think it's plenty of time. And, yeah, you may go through a little bit of a lull, but – I think you're going to cash it in, baby. I'm going to speak it into existence for you. Two more quick updates. Uh, Minnesota has been leading this entire game. They closed as three-and-a-half-point favorites before the game began. They've been up. It hasn't been like a dominant run by any stretch, but have been up by two, three points this entire time, steadily in, uh, steadily ahead in Nebraska. 47-45 the score right now. 16.06 left to go in that matchup. In-game-wise, Minnesota is the favorite. Two-and-a-half with a total of 151-and-a-half. And at the break, Texas-Oklahoma State. Texas up 32-24. Texas in-game a seven-point favorite with a total of 127.5 or somewhere in that range. Uh, all right, so mention the other games that are underway. Kentucky-Alabama, for example, is, I think, the premier matchup that we're all going to be watching uh, to see uh, because, of course, two premier SEC programs going at it. Uh, Kentucky coming into this game, um, coming off of consecutive wins, Louisville and LSU. It's been a little bit of, we kind of won't call it up and down. Kentucky's been pretty consistent, but this uh, looks like it could be a pretty quick affair. Alabama wants to run up and down the floor. So we'll see. Right now, a very quick 8 nothing lead for Alabama. 17-22 left to go in the first half. Danny, I wanted to get your thoughts since we're talking about the SEC. Uh, you're in on Auburn later today, so walk us through the thought process. I think you've got a money line here, right? Auburn taking on Arkansas um, at home. I think projected, it's interesting. I'll get to the projections and whatnot, and it's a little off market, but what do you see here? 
Yeah, so look, Auburn has certainly been tremendous at home. What is their looking, trying to extend their winning streak at home to like 27 games? And they're coming off a loss at Georgia on Wednesday, so I always like to look for good teams to get in a bounce-back situation. But more so, it's what Arkansas did earlier this week. They had a crazy win against Mizzou in the middle of the week, and it wasn't just that they won, it was that they completely outscored the Tigers in the second half, 47-34, to but they only shot 28.6% from beyond the three-point line, uh, just six overall in the game. So it wasn't like a clean comeback. It was kind of a gritty, disgusting, you know, fall behind, comeback, and overcome probably. Well, I don't want to say probably. It, it just in a game that you shouldn't have maybe ended up with the win. Mizzou, again, we, we talk about shooting yourselves in the foot with college football. That certainly seemed like what Mizzou did in that game. So it was a big win and a lot to overcome in that game. Now you're going on the road in a tough environment in general to beat this team on the road where they've been so dominant at home. And then them coming off a loss, I just think it's a good opportunity here for Auburn in an adjusted spread. And when it goes down to a short enough spread, you know, a lot of times you can kind of get screwed with bad beats, late shots, whatever it may be. Personally, this is what I do. If it's somewhat of a feasible money line price, I'm comfortable laying that. So I found a minus 130 out there. And I think that was worth pulling the trigger on with Auburn at home. I think this will be a good recovery spot for him. Yeah, I mentioned this isn't the end all be all at all. Trying to find out too, by the way. I can't really see. I'm going to double check this. Uh, I'm distracted because uh, Notre Dame right now. Um, we do have a player that is injured and back in the locker room, so I'll give you an update on to, as to who that is. But to, what I wanted to bring up, Danny, was generally what you see a lot of the times is the market reflects uh, the more popular projection sites like Ken Palm or whatnot. Um, yeah. Ken Palm did have this as a projected uh, one point loss for Auburn, and yet here they are as a two and a half point favorite now. We'll see, you know, sometimes the projections obviously are not the end-all, be-all. I always just find it interesting when the market actually starts to get a little brave, if you will, and actually start to think for itself as opposed to mirror that of what Ken Palm has up on his website. Yeah, it is kind of I, – so I want to ask you this because you bet more college hoops than I do. Are you looking at Ken Palm every day, and I guess how much do you personally take that into account with your handicap? Uh, by the way, it was Cormac Ryan. It wasn't an injury. It was a flagrant, too. He's just out of the game. Um I use Ken Palm all the time, but it's not for uh, it's not for the projections. I use it for the stats, right? I think that's sure. that's what I'm using it for. I just think it's more interesting to use in terms of there's a lot of the times, as I mentioned, you will get a gauge as to where the lines are going to move for the most part. Um, it is kind of odd that you see that or where they're going to open. It'll give you an idea of, hey, you know, where is this number probably going to open at? You can probably just check Ken Palm and then check the projections, yeah. and then you're going to say, okay, shaded half point one way or the other, depending on recent form or whatever it is, um, and you'll probably see that. And I've, like, you know, I've asked this question before of handicappers. I'm not sure there's a way to weaponize it particularly other than giving you an idea of where the market's going to be or where it might go, um, but I do find it pretty fascinating, just that dynamic of you generally see it mirror that of the betting market. Yeah. For sure, that is true. And I know it seems like sometimes I feel like people will kind of just blindly go off of what Ken Palm's doing. And, you know, you don't want to just put all your eggs in a basket because one thing says that way. I think your approach to it, take the important statistical numbers out there and kind of formulate your own handicap from it, not just blindly going into it based on where those projections. Ken Palm also notoriously slow on the uptick when it comes to adjusting for injured players. Um, that's also one of the things that really hurts its model, it seems. So, all right, we'll take our break here. We got plenty left to get to. We still have more football, NFL news to come back with as well. We'll give the updates on what the format's going to be in the AFC and more here on Live Bet Saturday. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. Time to, uh, it's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting boosted odds specials and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip of the state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. This is BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522 4700. All right, back here on Live Bet Saturday. Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke. We are into the second half for UConn and Creighton. Uh, UConn immediately getting up here. So 39 29 with a free throw attempt coming. That is now an 11 point lead for the Huskies uh, in that matchup. And I just need 13 points in the final three and a half minutes uh, in this um, Notre Dame North Carolina game. So we're praying. We're praying, baby. And I'm sure, I'm sure God cares. Uh, okay, let's talk, let's talk a little football. First off, um, news and notes. Let's start with the uh, the Buffalo Cincinnati and uh, the outcome of what is happening here. So the owners have approved potential neutral AFC championship game site plan, uh, and of course the Bengals Ravens coin toss and all of the outcomes here. So for those who don't know, it's a, a relatively complicated uh, system. Here are the bullet points here. If Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie, a Bills-Chiefs championship game would be at a neutral site. Yet to be determined, by the way. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties, a Bills-Chiefs championship game would be at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins, a Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs championship game would be at a neutral site. That is from the AFC championship game perspective, Danny. From the wild card round, there are also ramifications. If the Ravens win Sunday over the Bengals and are matched against Cincinnati in an AFC wildcard game, the site would be determined by a coin flip. If Cincinnati wins or if the two teams are not matched against each other after a potential Ravens win, regular scheduling procedures would be used. So let's start with the the plans overall. There were a lot of complaints uh, from those who reside in Kansas City, have a rooting interest uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs about this format and how the Chiefs got screwed uh, your general thoughts first on the formats and the uh, the belly aching that commenced after it was decided. Uh, I mean, look, it, it was such a tragic situation to begin with, and there's never going to be a solution revolving around how to fix that that was going to please everybody. I mean, that's just life in general, right? Not everybody is going to be content with decisions uh, with decisions that are made, especially something like the NFL, where you're thinking you're getting screwed out of something. I don't know. I look. I, I don't know what other solutions really would have been offered, so I didn't have a problem with it. it it's just a lot of mayhem all over the place, and, and it kind of a lot the process when you're looking at it. It's just realistically, you look into this weekend like Kansas City should win their game. Buffalo realistically is going to win. Uh, Baltimore probably going to lose their game. I would imagine against Cincinnati. And Look, if you're Baltimore, too, I mean, Lamar Jackson's not playing in that game, and the best you can do is change your path, potentially, if you win and take the fifth seed over the Chargers, so you could just alter that a little bit, but then if you are winning your game, then the Chargers are going to try even more so against one of the worst teams in the NFL, 
in the Denver Broncos. So still, it would take a lot for Baltimore to have to come through and move their spot up. So again, that gives you the nod to Cincinnati there. So I don't think it's going to really go too crazy in altering things. And I think too, like, look, yes, home field advantage does matter, JVT, and this season is going to be unique because of what has transpired. But at the end of the day, if you are a legit football team, if you are top of the ranks, you should be able to win anywhere. You should be able to compete anywhere. And I know you have stressed this before. It seems like the more and more we progress throughout season after season in the NFL, only a finite amount of stadiums really contribute, at least in terms of the point spread, with a home field advantage. So again, it's not going to be perfect. It typically never is, but especially in a situation like this, you kind of just got to play with the hand you're dealt. And if you're truly the better team, you can make it work regardless. Yeah, and I think for in terms of the complaints, I thought this was Seth Byrne, who's a really smart guy in terms of like gambling circles and a little bit more. You can follow him up on Twitter, um, at Seth Byrne. Uh, he actually wrote a great piece, and I retweeted it the other day, Danny. This is from the Kansas City Chiefs' perspective. Uh, their chances, the Chiefs are, uh, the Chiefs that is, of getting the one seed went from around 51% before Monday night football to 85% after yeah. the selection of a no contest. Um, it's actually, as he puts it here in his write-up, a no contest literally better than a Bengals win, which is what Kansas City was actually hoping for. So sure, you know, you're going to get a neutral site AFC championship game, but the more important thing here uh, is the fact that you get a bye. Right, you eliminate a chance of potentially being eliminated in wild card round, which will put it at like twenty percent, right. right? Because you know that's about a four dollar favorite on a money line, uh, and that's probably what they'd be about against a first round opponent. So I think it works out. Now, how what it means going forward here from a betting perspective and whatnot too. I mean, look, if it is a Chiefs and Bills um, and or Chiefs or be a Chiefs and Bengals AFC Championship game on a neutral site, Las Vegas has been thrown around. It's going to be in a friendly environment, which would mean for these offenses, I mean, it's going to be good football, right? It's going to be indoors. It is going to be on a fast track. It is going to be in optimal conditions for three teams that are very offensive-oriented, so it would work in that favor as well if we do get a neutral site. So that's the update there, and then we'll see what happens uh, with Cincinnati. Frankly, Cincinnati gets put behind the eight ball. That was a team that had a shot at the two seed coming into this matchup or going into Monday Night Football and ultimately not going to get a chance uh, at that at all. Uh, You mentioned, by the way, with the Baltimore Ravens, we should uh, clarify a note for anybody out there who did not know John Harbaugh did rule out Lamar Jackson against the Bengals, uh, has hoped for his return in the postseason. I Look, I'm not going to assume anything here, Danny, um, but I will say Lamar Jackson in this whole scenario, you know, there was a, uh, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, there's like a supercut put up of um, John Harbaugh and him week by week talking about this situation with Lamar Jackson. And each week he has kind of gotten more frustrated and there's been a growing thought of that Lamar Jackson not so much uh, holding out, but being like, look, if I'm not absolutely 100%, I don't have a contract, I'm not going to put myself out there until I'm 100% fully healthy. Might be the case because remember like two weeks ago there was a report that they expected him to return to practice and everything was fine and here we are for week 18, he's not ready to go. Yeah, and I think he's – that's probably definitely the underlying thought process for Lamar Jackson, except he actually has like a valid excuse now of, hey, why don't you let me rest up and get ready for the postseason as opposed to potentially risking something throughout the regular season. And I'm sure he believes he's talented enough, has enough rhythm with his team to step in without any reps right before to then jump into the playoffs and be okay, which, let's be honest, that isn't the case. Like, Baltimore arguably could be one of the best teams in the AFC – in terms of like you look back at their games and how many came down to the wire, how many they blew at the last second. Like they could have one of the better records in the AFC if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot. That's the theme of a lot of the teams we're talking about, but the Ravens were the captains of that this season. And they were one of the more infuriating squads throughout the NFL because they kept blowing all of these leads late in the game. So that's a concern already going into the postseason that you feature one of those teams. And then also that your starting quarterback has missed a sizable chunk of the season. He may have some butting heads, and he didn't have that extra rep or reps in general going into the playoffs. So I, I don't know. I Look, I have a 20-1 to Ravens Super Bowl ticket from before the season, and I'm sure you probably could have got better numbers out there too. I don't feel confident in Baltimore right now. Their defense has been playing great. They don't really have any stud receiving weapons. And you can only ask Lamar Jackson to do so much. And especially just coming off the couch after the injury, I don't know if we can rely on him doing that in such a big stage in the playoffs. 
I am distracted. I apologize. I, I did listen to you, I promise. But we're uh, we're getting down to the nitty and the gritty here. We got 138 left to go and 140 total points. I need five more points here. Actually, no, I think I need six more points. I, I keep forgetting what I bet this thing over at. <laughs> I think you have 144 and a half. Okay, 144 so and a half. Right? Yeah, so I need five more points. Yes, thank you, Dan. Thank you for – thank you. <laughs> yes. So I need five more points here uh, as it is a 77-61 game between North Carolina and Notre Dame. I got a minute 30. It's going to be tight. It is going to be very tight. So we'll see if uh, I don't know. It's a, you know it's a sixteen point game, eighteen point game. So we'll probably get you know some ridiculous quick scores coming in here. I think there was a free throw that was that good or was that missed? I can't tell. Does yeah, I see seventy nine to sixty three right now on uh. Oh on boy! Book, all right, so. let's see. Let's uh, we'll get this thing done. Either way, <laughs> all your points are well taken, and I apologize for distracting you uh, with my sweating <laughs> out of a total here. And you are correct, seventy nine sixty three. So yeah, everybody, look, everybody's rooting for me here, right? I think we can all agree on that point. So uh, only, th- only Ooh, there's more. another one. You got it, baby. Only three more points. Let's do this, man. How are you ahead of me? Is this what's happening right no, now? I'm just looking at one of the sports books because their tickers just get it so quickly. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. So I see 81 to 63 now. Okay. okay so you have 44 and a half. So you need one more there. Okay. So we're right there. This would not be a, this would not be a fun beat if I were to suffer that. I would just put it that way. So good yeah, offensive rebound and a put back possession. Okay. Uh, with that, we'll get back to the National Football League. I can't wait to throw this at Danny. I'm going to throw this at you when we get back to the NFL. I love the concept of motivation, right, and what the market does with some of these games. If teams are eliminated or whatever it's going to be, like I, I really like when the market freaks out when teams are eliminated and what it means for them. So we'll talk a little bit more. I tend to kind of play against those scenarios. And there's also a really interesting number out there, including a team that we know is going to play their starters. We don't know for how long, but we know they're going to play them. And uh, there's a bet that I have made. And I think this is it. Are we over? We might be, baby. All right. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more about this scenario and more about the football league with the Kansas City Chiefs and Aaron Lack. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge, VSIN's experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for a special introductory price of $9.99. Get access to the best betting talent in the game. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get everything we do to make you a better sports better, including pro tools, pro picks, and pro tips, along with our 24 7 video channel and more. Pro subscribers get a lot of stuff, man. Come on. VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. Sign up. Only $9.99. Become part of the Sports Betting Network family. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Jonathan Von Tobel and Danny Burke alongside as well. Aaron Ladd, nice enough to give us some time here today. Uh, Sports anchor, of course, talk a little bit about the Kansas City Chiefs out there uh, in Kansas City. But Aaron, look, I don't like to do this, okay? But I, I, I do have a journalistic background such as myself, and we do have to clear the air here. I'm going to read something that I think is very inappropriate that I think you should answer for. Cosmic brownies are not good eats. Bottom-tier Little Debbie offering. What do you have to say for such a scandalous tweet that you put out a couple of days ago? Appreciate y'all having me on. I, I see we're starting with the most important uh, of takes here on VSIN today. No, I stand by absolutely what I said. Uh, I'm an oatmeal cream pie guy myself, but I found out through this tweet that basically you pick your side on Little Debbie when you're in your childhood or teens, and then you just stick with it, right? I don't think anybody who tweeted back at me angrily has had a Cosmic Brownie in the last five years because I assure you Correct. they wouldn't be speaking as passionately as they did on social media. But uh, I, I found that out the hard way. Danny, I was actually one of those who responded angrily. I actually wasn't that angry. I just uh, <laughs> tweeted a gif of me blocking him. I didn't. Um, also, to your point, tastingtable.com had the oatmeal cream pies as the top-ranked Little Debbie snack. Number two, though, the Cosmic Brownie. So I'm just gonna, I'm just throwing it out there. Danny, break the tie. Let's go. Where are you at? Growing up, when I would bring my lunches to school, typically I had a Cosmic Brownie. So I'm on the <laughs> Cosmic Brownie side. I'm sorry, Aaron. I had to do it. It's just, it, it's true. I always had the Cosmic Brownies. You're right. I never really dabbled into the oatmeal, so I was always stuck with the Cosmic Brownies. That's how it was ingrained in me. So I have to take that side. 
<laughs> just the thumbs down. Uh, <laughs> rough all right, let's start. Rough let's, start. Let's get to the important <laughs> stuff then. Uh, I wanted to ask you because one of the one of the things I think is interesting. I do local uh, radio out here, Aaron. And we got to talk to uh, uh, Seren Petro, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. And one of the angles you brought up uh, was just the uh, the vibes and the messages coming out of Kansas City with this new format. Uh, when you kind of lick your finger and test the wind on the responses to what's going to happen here with the Chiefs and the potential neutral site AFC Championship game, what comes back? Look, man, Chiefs fans are not happy, but I feel like this was a no-win situation for the league. There, there was not going to be a, an option or a scenario or a plan that they presented that was going to make all 32 teams happy. I think Cincinnati should be the most unhappy of all the teams if you yes. consider that they are a division winner who would potentially not have a home playoff game. For Kansas City, look, you, you, the everything that you want to play for is still in front of you. You beat the Las Vegas Raiders later today, and you're the one seed that has that buy off. That is the most important part of the one seed, in my personal opinion. Having that week off, being able to rest, get your guys back, and see who you play that next week. Yes, you, you potentially have now a situation where you do play at a neutral site, whether it's who knows? It could be in a Wendy's parking lot at this point because we see cities dropping off left and right wanting to host this game. For Kansas City, I don't know why the whining is happening. I don't know why they're so upset, uh, but uh, it seems like they're not very happy with this format, and uh, they've made that very clear on social media. So, Aaron, when you're looking at this Kansas City team as a whole, I, I guess you could say every year they always go through their spurts where they may drop a few games, play closer against a team than they shouldn't. And maybe it's just recency bias, but it seems like this season in particular, it's been more apparent to you. And I guess to the because you're so close to the fan base, what do you think is the biggest concern for this Chiefs team going into the to the postseason? Like, you know what they're capable of offensively and defensively. Yeah, there are gaps. But what probably gives you the biggest fear for Kansas City against the toughest competition in the postseason? Without a doubt, it's got to be the team's special teams unit. And it's a unit that struggled to find any sort of consistency starting from the first snap of the regular season. Starting kicker Harrison Bucker gets injured on the opening kickoff in Arizona. Andy Reid says that turf has something to do with it. Of course, that's the site of this year's Super Bowl, but that's another topic for another day. Harrison Bucker misses a lot of time. In comes Matthew Wright, who's inconsistent. Bucker's back. He's inconsistent. He's compared to a golfer who's missing short and gimme punts, uh, gimme putts, excuse me. Uh, it, it, it's been a unit that's up and down. A former punter calling out the current holder and a, a lot of drama. Guys that you've never even heard from since training camp defending their honor on social media. It's a messy unit. And oh, I'll mention that Matthew Wright is back with the Chiefs in week 18 because Harrison Bucker is probably not going to play dealing with some back spasms. This is a unit that has put Kansas City in trouble. If you look at week 17 uh, against the Denver Broncos, a missed kick going into halftime, a bad snap um, on a PAT, and a punt fumble that gives Denver the ball in the red zone, that's 11 points right there. Any team that is better better equipped uh, and that it maybe is a shot at the Denver Broncos takes advantage of that. Um, but you have to think, if you have those sort of key, key special teams miscues in the postseason. A team like a Cincinnati, a team like a Buffalo, hell, a team maybe even like a, a, an L.A. Chargers, which has played you tough this year, might take advantage. And, I, and that, to me, seems like the Achilles heel for KC right now. Yeah, and we know that at least three of those games will probably be within a field goal, right, from a point spread perspective. So those will be some pretty tight games where special teams could make a difference. So let, let me ask you, because Danny mentioned, you know, we were talking about this team overall. From a betting market standpoint, this is a team that, depending on how you measure it in closing numbers, 5-10-1 against a spread, 6-10 and 10 against a spread. Uh, they've been in some of these matchups, as we've discussed, where they have, for lack of a better term, played with their food. Would you just attest some of this overvaluing by the betting market in some of these tight games where we think they should be pulling ahead? just to the special teams, or is there something else that we're not seeing here that has caused this team to be a little bit overvalued by the betting market where betters think they're a little bit better than they really have been? I think when you look on paper and you say, hey, Patrick Mahomes is having an MVP-type year. This is an offense that has led the league in points and yards. You think these are teams where you look at you look simply at the black and white and you look at the paper and the stat sheet and think, oh, these games shouldn't be close. Uh, you, you get a Russell Wilson and an interim coach-led team, and you think, oh, Kansas City's going to pull away. They've been inconsistent on offense, and, and maybe you blame it on a lot of the new parts, uh, plugging in wide receivers, the running back carousel that's continued to spin from Clyde Edwards-Alaire to Isaiah Pacheco to now Jarek McKinnon riding the hot hand with uh, eight touchdowns overall in the last five games for KC. I would like to see them use that run game more consistently to set up some of the pass, but this is an Andy Reid-led offense that we're talking about, right? A guy that has shown that he wants to ride with 15 no matter what. 
Uh, and the defense is not without blame either. They, they've been young, and, and, and one of the youngest defensive back rooms in the league has taken their lumps at times. For, for us to be talking about a team that has 13 wins already yeah. and going for a 14th win and potentially sweeping their division, uh, they sure have their warts, and, and I worry about them come playoff time. So you talk about sweeping their division. Of course, they have the opportunity to conclude that against the Raiders uh, tomorrow or today, of course. And uh, look, the Raiders are such a weird team to handicap with Jared Stidham under hell because he torched, relatively speaking, one of the best defenses in the NFL. And now we're just talking about Kansas City's defense that certainly has their issues. Is that kind of an anomaly from Stidham, or do you think he can replicate that in this game? Because we have seen the total jump from about 50 to 52 and a half. Do you think scoring will be coming pretty frequently? Look, I know a, a lot of people are dealing with some fantasy mishaps and having to do week 17, week 18. Everybody's trying to make it work, right? I picked up Stidham off the waiver wire. I hope nobody in Kansas City heard that because I actually think he's going to have a good day. Uh, I, I told a buddy last night maybe two touchdowns from him based off what he showed us against San Francisco. Maybe it's a combination of Kansas City not having the tape on him, him being a new guy. We know what Derek Carr has, has done in his career against Kansas City. Uh, I, I was on radio here locally, and the question was asked, would you rather play Stidham or Carr in this situation just based off the one-game sample size that Stidham has showed? I don't know. For me, I, I tend to think that the Chiefs, no matter who the quarterback is, are the more talented team uh, in most phases of the game, and they'll be able to overcome in this situation. But uh, I, I say that out of both sides of my mouth as a guy who's heavily invested in Jarrett Stidham today. <laughs> I like it. So let, let's get you uh, out of here on this then. Kansas City, of course, uh, we talk about all these scenarios, neutral site championship games, whatever it is. Uh, if they run into Buffalo and or Cincinnati, I mean, we know about what's happened in recent history with the Cincinnati Bengals. How real do you think this is? It's a small sample size, but this success for Cincinnati, if they do run into them again, how worried should they be? I am worried, and I thought that's the big key to getting the one seed for Kansas City. Not only the bye week, but you avoid playing Buffalo and Cincinnati. You only have to get one of those. Yeah. Those two teams, I think, are the only two teams better than Kansas City in the AFC playoff picture thus far. So I think for KC today, the, the, the plan is clear coming into Week 18. You have to beat the Raiders in convincing fashion, not only to silence what's going on outside, but maybe inside your own head and say... Uh, no matter who we line up against in the playoff picture, no matter where it is either, because now that's a factor this year, uh, considering Patrick Mahomes has only played at home in the playoffs in his career thus far. I think a, a big convincing win in Vegas today goes a long way uh, for Kansas City. Aaron Ladd, uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Aaron Ladd. That's uh, two A's and two D's, uh, zero on the end of that as well. Aaron, we appreciate some time. Thank you very much. Uh, real quick, are you watching this Missouri game? Are you sweating this thing out or what? It's on in the background. I, right. I got to go. I got to support uh, Dennis Gates and the guys. They've been balling. Third best offense in the country right now. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Got it. Aaron Ladd again. All right, we'll come back. We got plenty left to get to. Um, on the other side, we have more to discuss when it comes to college hoops. And we'll play a game. Elliot loves these games. Right or wrong? We'll talk about the line moves that we've seen in the NFL in Week 18. And we'll talk about if they're right or wrong when it comes to where they have ended up. A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. Never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM uh, resorts located on the Vegas Strip and nationwide. At MGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm a big stats guy, but I was just told the most incredible stat that I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. We won't relay it because, you know, it's a secret database that I can't give away some of these numbers, but uh, uh, it was an incredible number at that. Uh, all right, looking around very quickly to update what is happening uh, in the world of college hoops. Uh, some really notable matchups, including number 20, Missouri, taking on Vanderbilt. Right now we got a 71-67 lead for Missouri, 5-19 left to go uh, in the second qu- say second quarter. No, second half here between these two. Uh, worth noting that the uh, where we like where we're at and where we were, before this game began, because this was an early start time, Missouri did close as about an eight-and-a-half point favorite here, uh, scuffling back and forth with this Vanderbilt team that's been playing a pretty tight in-game number four-and-a-half. The total is the real story. So we we saw this pre-flop uh, get to, I think, let me double-check this. Yeah, so opened up overnight 151-and-a-half, Danny. Closed 147-and-a-half, 148. Actually got as low in-game. I think the lowest number that I saw was about 144, 143. In-game total now 161.5, so a much higher scoring second half between these two, and we'll see if Missouri can hang on here. The other game that I've been watching, UConn and Creighton. Creighton with a pretty solid advantage on the boards here. Offensive rebounding has been the key for Creighton staying in this game, but UConn defensively has been great. The rotations have been tight. They've been playing some good first possession defense, and right now they have an 11-point lead over Creighton uh, at this point. I've got on the screen here 56-45, 8-23 left to go in the second. From an in-game standpoint right now, Connecticut a 10.5-point favorite, total of 134.5. So looking for a positive start to the morning. Got that game over between North Carolina and Notre Dame by the hook, Danny, and uh, hoping that we can make this a nice 2-0 day if uh, UConn can hold on to this with 8.30 left to go in the second. And the last update uh, of notable contests that tipped off at 9 a.m. Pacific time. We are all knotted up at 44 apiece. Texas on the road against Oklahoma State, 7.30 left to go in the second. In-game total right now, 117 and a half. Uh, this was a game, Danny, and this is this is why I always talk about this, and I think this is an interesting angle, um, right? Recency bias and what you kind of think of. Remember, as I mentioned, Texas, the last time we saw them when they gave up that 115 points to Kansas State, the pregame total here, Danny, was 140 and a half. And in-game right now, we are sitting at 117 and a half. Jeez. Yeah, you were all over that. My goodness, that's a huge adjustment heading into the second half between these teams. And again, the spread wasn't too crazy either. Just moved up yep. to Texas, minus three in the hook, but open as the Longhorns, about a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, JBT, I'm sweating out as a fan. This Nebraska-Minnesota game. Nebraska let up a game-tying three. Now Ooh. five seconds left. Terrible closeout defense. Like, let them drive to the lane when there's less than 10 seconds left. So be it. But there's given, they gave two guys open space. The one dude passed it up, gave it to the other, and knocked it down. So just, just classic Nebraska sports right there. They'll find a way to blow it. Uh, for those who don't know, Danny, uh, of course, in a long lineage of Burks, uh, <laughs> I think the 20th male to attend Nebraska since it's opening in yeah. 1869. So. <laughs> 
It's you know long uh, long not, story. Not tradition. quite. No, no, not at all. Uh, all right, not not as replicable as the other stat. <laughs> Nowhere near as close. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, let's talk a little bit about what we're going to see in the National Football League, and let's talk about some line moves, uh, where they opened and where they are at this point right now. And actually, we'll start with a game that I know you're involved in and that has a a rooting interest. Well, I guess, no, you should have a rooting interest here. Let's see if you're rooting for the right thing. Minnesota and Chicago. So we saw this open up. Minnesota, um, like one of the first numbers we saw, one and a half. It got to as high as seven and a half. We're actually back down to like six. There's a five and a half on the board right now. So... Uh, when you look at the way this line has moved against your Chicago Bears, uh, what have you made of the volatility with this number and this buyback now to the point where we're at six? I am kind of shocked that this thing's at six. Uh, maybe not shocked because you know that Minnesota is a team that refuses to win comfortably. But, I mean, come on. With the Bears, they're starting Nathan Peterman, and you have the worst defense on the field, according to DVOA, and a 27th-ranked offense who, again, is missing their sole uh, just contributor to any offensive momentum in Justin Fields. Like, the Bears don't want to win this game. Yeah, the players are going to go out there and they're going to play hard, but realistically, they're vying for that number one draft pick. If the Texans can be stupid enough and beat your Colts and the Bears lose, and they could slide into that number one oh, pick. Oh, don't and tempt I don't me think, with a good time. <laughs> right? I don't think anybody would put it past Lovey Smith to actually win that game and screw the Texans out of a number one pick. It'd be a great tribute uh, Lovey Smith doing the Bears a favor here. But look, JBT, I tease down Minnesota. I-, I love that opportunity for him. If the Vikings can't win this game against the Bears by two or more points, because I tease them down when they're seven in the hook, what the heck are we doing? Like, their starters are going out there for a multitude of reasons. Like, they still have the potential to get a higher seed against the San Francisco 49ers. And honestly, almost more importantly, you don't want their last reps to be from that Packers game where you got absolutely embarrassed. Your best offensive weapon in Justin Jefferson was completely shut down. So the Vikings need this win just to get a little bit of swagger back heading into the postseason. Again, like, look, I teased it down, so I guess I can't argue in the sense that you don't want to lay over a touchdown with the Vikings. I'm just still a little surprised that it went that way because the Bears should not be playing for anything here but to lose. So um, when we were uh, really quickly, this does come on the heels, this move, uh, with – the note from Kevin O'Connell that backups are going to get some snaps here and there. So we don't know what that means. If starters are going to play the entire time, as you mentioned, there's still a shot at a two seat, I believe for the Minnesota Vikings. So we will see uh, what happens here, but it does sound like maybe just maybe as the game goes along um, that eh, you're probably going to get something in terms of uh, some backups getting into this game, maybe near the tail end of it. All right. What about Broncos and chargers? Uh, I think we kind of understand uh, what's happening here. So as you look at it, uh, we saw the uh, open Broncos two and a half. Uh, we're still sitting there pretty much right now. We're looking at like two and a half, three, three and a half in favor of Denver against a Chargers team that's got nothing going on. Total of 40. Yeah, so I did get involved with this game. So my teaser, I, I had two different ones. I had the Vikings minus one and a half, Jacksonville to a pick them, and then Vikings minus one and a half again. And then earlier in the week, Teased up the Chargers to plus eight and a half. So, yeah, this line movement has been all over the place. Chargers open as the favorite. Then it went to the Broncos as high as three in the hook, and now you're seeing them at three. We discussed this a little bit earlier, but the Ravens do play prior to the Chargers, and if they lose, then the Chargers are safe in that five spot. But if the Ravens win and the Chargers lose, then they can move down to six. But the Chargers want to keep that fifth spot because then they would play the winner of Tennessee and Jacksonville. And if they win that game, then they would be matched up against Kansas City, a team that they have kept it pretty close against and competitive as opposed to going through the Bengals and potentially the Bills, right? Um, Look, I I still think based on what Brandon Staley said that they are going to put their starters out there and be competitive and their goal is to still win the game. Although we did say depending on the circumstances, those things could change. Let's not forget you're going up against a Broncos team that is just in complete disarray. At this point, they're just looking forward to the season to end for their vacations, to not be surrounded by the goofiness of Russell Wilson and just all the distractions all over the place. And it's a defense that has regressed. They're allowing now 5.5 yards per play the last three games, which is 24th. So even if the Chargers aren't fully invested the entire game, I still think they'll be able to keep this one close. So that's why I opted into teasing up the Los Angeles Chargers. I want to, so this is going to be a good one. So the Falcons, some spots open to seven and a half point. Um, I think we saw seven and a half point spread in favor of Atlanta. Uh, got to as low as three in some spots. Now we're sitting at about four, four and a half. 
So the thought was that the Bron- or excuse me, the Buccaneers with nothing to play for uh, weren't going right. to play anybody. We now have the reports. They're going to play. Now, how long they're going to play is the question. This is one of the bets that I have made, Danny. I played Buccaneers first half money line in this game against Atlanta. And I actually think the Buccaneers have something to play for here. I think you want to work on your offense. Your offense has stunk up until last week where it kind of finally started to open up and get more explosive. Why would you not want to work on the continuity there and make sure that you can kind of maintain this form going into the postseason where you have to play a wild card game? No, I remember you were talking about this earlier this week when you and I were on a numbers game. And it's, look, it's a little bit of a head scratch why you put them out there because you have all these experienced guys. But you're right. I mean, the season has been such a mess. You could use all the experience, reps, uh, confidence instilled in your offense you can get as you head into the postseason. And I, I think the most valuable thing to take away is that, look, even if they are starting, as you alluded to, they might may not play the entire length of this game. So, yeah, if you're going to do anything with Tampa Bay, you certainly should look at the first half approach of that. I've got nothing here, but I like where your head's at with this. Man, time flies. We're having fun. Third hour of Live Bet Saturday on the other side. DNI continue to run through the tip-offs in college basketball. we got a few more that are going to get started in this hour. And don't forget, we got a special day today, right? Brent Musburger is actually going to follow us here on Live Bet Saturday on a special edition of Countdown to Kickoff. No? What? Am I wrong next week? Okay, I'm wrong. I'm sorry about that. No, Brent... With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.